Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. City covet Superjack's calves, big bang targets a big return and everyone gets the chance to earn Europa Conference action. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Friday 30th of July. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm Jim Campbell. And we've been driven apart by circumstance. We're back in our sexy little bedrooms and places like that. Pete Donaldson, yours looks like a padded cell. <laughs> it's my little padded <laughs> cell I've made down the end of the garden. Yeah, I, um, I'm pleased to announce that I passed my driving test yesterday. Oh, and thought, And thought, wow, a fr- what freedom awaits. And then, uh, oh, um, um, I'm in lockdown, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no, never mind. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe it's best for everybody. I don't know, Jim. Do you think you'll be accepting lifts? No, taking lifts from Pete Donaldson in the future? Oh, absolutely. I don't, I don't think you can turn down that opportunity. To, Let's to go to the reservoir, sort of Jim. <laughs> exactly. You don't know where you're going to go. Where does no. reservoir come from? <laughs> uh, is that, is that song from Pulp? Ah. <laughs> Do you, are you still, I guess the good thing about someone who's just passed their driving test is they're still like checking their mirrors and things like this. Yeah, it's very hard to sort of learn how to drive when the things that your driving instructor is telling you and the things that the examiner are looking for, nobody seems to do. <laughs> nobody <laughs> indicates on a round, little roundabout. Nobody really understands how little roundabouts work, especially mm. when they're next door to each other uh, on a hill in St. Albans. So, yeah, uh, mm. it, I, it's ve- I, I do not understand how anyone can uh, learn to drive uh, when no one else seems to know how to learn to drive either. <laughs> I hate roundabouts. They're just yeah. like... That, that that's how I'm. That will power. That's how I'm going to meet my end. I just a know big it. roundabout. Yeah, that's why I'm <laughs> avoiding driving. I didn't realise that little roundabouts work differently to big roundabouts. So I feel as though I might be one of the the satanic well, right. few. So left. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not true. Stop Jim spreading Campbell. disinformation. <laughs> no, that's not, that wasn't even my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're not having another cult episode of the ramble. I'm sorry, Pete. I know, <laughs> okay. I know what you're trying to do, and I and I won't I won't have it. I'm going to come <laughs> over there and indicate at you. Uh, yeah, here we all are. We're going to talk about Jack Grealish, if that's all right, because what we really want is for Villa fans to shout at us. Do you think that's a legitimate reaction? 
Jim Campbell to seeing your best player linked heavily with Manchester City. Yeah, I mean, I obviously know some Villa fans and it's very, very upsetting to even witness what this sort of thing is doing to them. And we've all been in situations where, you know, you sort of talismanic player is likely to leave. Um, and I, the thing, I, I do think that there is a chance that Grealish will actually stay, you know, because Villa are they're debt free, which is rare in the Premier mm. League, and their owners have a combined wealth of something like £7.3 billion. So they're, they're not here Good to billionaires. fuck about. Like, friendly well, friendly yeah. billionaires that do but nice they, they things. Are, they're they're investing heavily they've got money kind of more so than people seem to be talking about and i think Mm. it's easier to sell someone like jack Grealish or even harry kane a bit of a dream a club that they have a strong emotional bond to right so i think there's a possibility that neither of those transfers will happen i mean i say i say that expecting that they they likely will, but I don't think it's going to be. As, <laughs> but I'm, I don't think it's going to be as straightforward as like, oh yeah, City want want me, yeah, brilliant, I'll go. I think Villa have a, a good chance of, of of fighting their corner well. Um, mm. That said, I mean it pretty much guarantees trophies, doesn't it? And it's uh, you're hoping that could happen at Villa. You know it will happen at City. Yeah, the thing is as well about Jack Grealish, right? Is he draws a lot of fouls, Petey? So. Really, there's not much point, given how terrible City's penalty-taking record is, there's really not much point <laughs> signing Jack Grealish unless you also sign Harry Kane. Yeah, you're right. I mean, look, if you're putting him on the chopping block, absolutely fine, Kate. I, I, you heard it here first. Kate Mason wants Kane out of her club. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> What's it's, he it's ever weird. done for us? What's he ever done for you? It is weird, isn't it? It's kind of like the, Villa seem like the sort of club who probably would need to be a selling club, but they don't. They no. could probably match wages, probably. Uh, he is the most important player to Villa, and Villa fans can get upset about that, but the stats back it up. He's as important to um, Aston Villa as De Bruyne is to uh, Manchester City. So, yeah, it's 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 he's in a really, really unique position. This isn't just, you know, hometown club versus, uh, you know, oil-rich billionaire uh nightmare uh, outfit this is well it is one of those things but <laughs> apparently they're more uh, into the liquid natural gas these days actually oil's a bit passe oh right. nuts they, they, they keep moving the goalposts so to speak so yeah it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this one uh, plays out but he is so important to Aston Villa um, and is 100 million anything these days even in a depressed market not to well, Jim I mean, Campbell it, well, yeah, I, I've got to, <laughs> got to be honest 100 million pounds would make quite a difference to my life um <laughs> But I mean, it would be, it'd be, I mean, it'd be a, a record, wouldn't it, within the Premier League? So, a hundred million, I think, is fairly, fairly meaningful um, for anyone involved. <laughs> what would you so, spend a I mean, hundred million on, Jim? What Apart would I spend a hundred million on? Pot plants. I don't. I'd. I, um, they could do with a bit more watering, actually. So I'd probably Maybe get a someone to do then. that. Yeah. Maybe a gardener. <laughs> probably get a butler. I'd stay in the same flat, just with a butler. Just upgrade it, yeah. See how that goes. <laughs> that's really nice. I sometimes think that's what I'd do as well. All I ever wanted to have is a, is a PA and then the rest of my life being exactly the same. <laughs> what, doing the same stuff, but you yeah! just have a PA? You just yeah, because then I wouldn't... organise it. Exactly, because then I wouldn't have to, like, you know, work out what I was supposed to be doing on every, any given day or, like, pay bills. That's the <laughs> stuff. I mean, you still pay them. Just someone yeah. prompts you to do it, presumably. Yeah, and how much less painful is that? Uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, so uh, we are staring down the barrel of a potential Man City having both Jack Grealish and um, Harry Kane in them, which is scary, isn't it? Just and Kevin De Bruyne, pointless. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and and the players that were already there. Obviously, I you know, well, it, it, well they are the players saying. that they are the players that create most chances in the Premier League. There won't be enough goals to sort of share around them. They're going to be fuming. Yeah. They're going to be squabbling. <laughs> yeah, that maybe it won't work. Actually, maybe they'll just get yeah. in each other's way. Not enough goals, not enough supply. They can't all have the ball, can they? <laughs> yeah, I think the thing about well, certainly Harry Kane has proved himself to be a pretty selfless player, hasn't he? I think the, mm. the cool thing about watching Jack Grealish, apart from this whole belief that he's a maverick and everybody just constantly wants him to play for England because it's fun, um, is that what we love watching him do is this idea of carrying the ball, right? He's carried mm. the ball further than any other player. Apart from who? Do you guys know? He's carried the is ball. Is it Harry Kane? Sure. It's not. It's not. <laughs> but I can see. No, it's Adama Traore. 
Um, okay. uh, well, that makes sense. I mean, because then mm. if you think about seeing his, him going on those runs and like mm. just leaving other that's people for dust. Yeah, but that's most of his game, though, isn't it? To, like, mm. Yeah. To be fair to him, so yeah, yeah that makes well, sense. Well, we we'd argue that, but another player who does a lot of that as well is is Kevin De Bruyne. So yeah, yeah, it's not it's Pete. It's not really. I guess it's not really fair, but we already know this. <laughs> it's not really fair, but if they can get him for hundred million, that is a steal. I don't care whether it is a, a Premier League re- record or yeah. not. That's, a, that's I mean, that's incredible. To be fair, though, as well, I mean, for those transfers to happen, City have to sell a lot of players. And mm. also, I mean, they're, they're selling squad players off left, right and centre. They've already sold Angelino, Jack Harrison and um, Lucas and Major, And I don't even know who that last person is. <laughs> and, and so they've just got so many players like on the books that they can sell to make money. Um, but surely there are going to have to be some casualties. Someone like maybe Bernardo Silva, maybe Riyad Mahrez. Surely one of those players could go elsewhere. It'd be interesting to see where they land. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Although I guess the whole thing at the moment, isn't it? We talked, we mentioned it a tiny bit on Wednesday. Is that like FFP is just sort of completely chilling at the moment because COVID is happening, and so yeah. fill your boots, basically. <laughs> so this but is I mean, a perfect moment not to do that. Is what I mean. Well, yeah, but that said, I mean, if they sell off those squad players, the three players they've already named, and there are more to come. They might actually, they might even still land within it. I, I see. You're just backing them. You're, oh, yeah, the yeah. Pu- you're the public face, the apologist <laughs> for the death of FFP. Actually, Pete, come to think of it, probably what it is is this is what this is crying out for is a kind of American style model in the Premier League that includes, you know, a draft <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, teams like specifically tanking their league position so that they uh, come first in the draft, like uh, they do in basketball sometimes. <laughs> yeah, as long as there's no relegation, we'll yeah. all be happy. Well, okay, yeah. so European Super League draft. I'm all, I'm all into it. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I'm like, let them do it. Let them do it. Do it. Let them get on with it. Said. Why are we just <laughs> holding back the power of big commerce? Like yeah. little, it's over, guys. Society yeah. is dead. Margaret <laughs> Thatcher told us that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has taken a turn I wasn't expecting. It's taken a turn, hasn't it, Lardy? The moment you're not, not on one of your forums now, Kate. colours come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, today I thought we'd do the cult revelation and also some sort of big Tory setup. Uh, how are you but, feeling but, about that? <laughs> but Fine. where would you set? Where would you see Riyad Mahrez going? Or um, is this the Great Reset? <laughs> 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 Two topics. Get in touch at Football Ramble. <laughs> do you have a view about that? Actually, did you did you have a thought about Riyad Mahrez goes? Maybe maybe you have to spread it out. Maybe it is a kind of informal draft, and he has to turn up at Tottenham or wherever. Well, he's <laughs> just just to pick a team out of a hat, I suppose. Yeah, we take. I mean, like he's thirty years old. He's a hell of a footballer, and he played quite a few times uh, this season. He's played as much as he did in his first season for Manchester City. So, yeah. look, I, I think he'd be again one hell of a uh, a big ticket uh, signing for someone, even even at his age. I think he's definitely fit. Like you were saying, Love Jim, they've got so many people kicking around and just being biffed off that that they don't even mm. really know what they've got so yeah Pedro Porro said joked it says here but I don't know if it's a joke earlier this week that uh, Pep doesn't even know the club signed him after he spent two seasons out on loan <laughs> he reveals that the two have never spoken he is as I understand it now up for sale so that'll teach him <laughs> yeah he shouldn't have reminded him that he existed yeah or, or at least he should have let him know that he did exist and then he might have played him Lordy. Yeah, no, that... no use doing it in the close season is it Div. No, you need to be knocking at that door. You need to be doing a Danny Rose. That turned out so well for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Okay, well, so it sounds as though we're um, we're what do we what do we what do we say? What are we saying about this? We think it's broadly speaking going to happen, and it's the death of football, Jim. I think you might be saying that, but I think me and Jim yeah. might be saying it won't happen because. Villa are minted and he's very important he's more important to Villa than any other football has ever been important to anyone I think I think it also could come come down to it being Kane or Grealish and I think they might prioritise Kane yeah but do you do you how do you feel about the Kane transfer Kate because I I think a lot of people thought it might have happened by now and the fact it hasn't Mm. makes you think maybe Spurs will be able to hang on to him because I think it it could be the possibility that a lot of clubs are actually waiting for Erling Haaland's release clause to become active next summer. Mm, so we're right. kind of holding fire a little bit. Yeah, I think you're not, it's not a dissimilar situation in the sense that, well, I've always felt like Harry Kane is a person who does like to be, you know, stable and embedded in, in a space and, and isn't someone who's like 
wanting to go off jaunting the world as from his own personality but in terms of his actual like ambition as a player I think that's going to stand ahead but yeah I don't know if he stays for another year is that is that a terrible decision I I sort of feel for him it might be but then equally Mm. and I guess also what we've seen with Fabio Paratici doing all of these you know getting people in getting people out there is clearly activity going in on in Tottenham's transfer business uh more than it has been in, in in many years so so it's not just a case I don't think like we were saying on Wednesday it feels like there's a plan uh whatever it is hopefully it doesn't feature getting it losing Harry Kane or converting him into whatever it was seven players like in Gareth Bale's time yes <laughs> you would hope that they'd learn the lesson from that even though it was a long time ago oh. yeah but <laughs> we kept reminding ourselves of it uh look the other thing that's going on at the moment is um Actually, in your neck of the woods, Jim Campbell, because mm. Arsene Wenger has been linked with a return to management. He yes, has. he bloody has. <laughs> He's going to come back and save the day at the Emirates. No. No. He is. <laughs> <laughs> he is he, so basically, according to this, the Switzerland national team are looking for a replacement from Vladimir Petkovic. Uh, he's gone to man- manage Bordeaux. That's, sorry, that's not the bit that it's according to. And Wenger is being touted for the role. I mean, you know what this is, don't you? Basically, Wenger watched Granite Xhaka in the Euros and he's like, <laughs> Yeah. I need I to get be reunited back on that. with my boy. I need yeah. to get back into that. He's how he's 71, Wenger. What yes. do we think? I mean, that's he could live another 60 years. Oh. 50 years. <laughs> A number of years. <laughs> Let's not predict how long Arsene yeah. Wenger's likely to live for. Let's not um, threaten but Arsene he, Wenger. He's a celebrated student yeah. and also um, teacher of the game, quite frankly. Yes. I, it, Jim, do you not think that would be the, the very definition of a lovely old job? Oh, a absolutely. retirement job. Definitely. Heading down I to mean, Lake Geneva in a rowboat with your, with your charges. I mean, he's been doing some work for FIFA, hasn't he? So he's probably in mm. Switzerland quite a lot anyway. Um, oh, yeah. In the old glass death star that they've got over there. Oh. Um <laughs> So I mean, they tried to get him in 1995, apparently. So um, just play the waiting game. Been, it's yeah, like exactly. The Jayden, played the long game. Jaden Sancho transfer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I th- it'd be just lovely to see him back in a dugout and in an international dugout where I don't feel weirdly jealous of it. You know, it'd be good because <laughs> apparently Switzerland they just want someone to come in and just get them qualified for the World Cup. That's their priority. So I think they right. would be good at that. Be interesting to see how he manages. You know an international team as well because it's such a different challenge when you can't choose your own players to the same degree isn't it well he doesn't need to when he's got Xhaka I uh, <laughs> I think we're being a tiny bit disrespectful to the, the Switzerland job given that these dudes just you know beat France in oh, a major tournament absolutely these are these are proper guys who can oh, go far in what, the World Cup You'd, this is not I, what I'm saying this is just what, I'm, what I've read that, that <laughs> it would be lovely or that Geneva's nice no, that um, that their priority is just getting to the World Cup and getting that. Oh, getting I that see. What, I see what you mean. You weren't just trying to slate them in hopes of attracting yeah. a bit of Swiss, the Swiss cabal. Yeah. <laughs> so he's so look. You're 71, and you're Arsene Wenger. It doesn't seem. It seems like he really ought to still be managing someone, doesn't it? Based on what we learn about how there's all these stories about him, his daughter saying, "Oh, we can finally go for dinner." because we never were able to, because there's always some game of football that he could have been yeah. watching at some every single day of the week, pretty much yeah. every hour. So if you like that. I feel that's a shame in a way. Like, be a dad, <laughs> Arson. Be a dad. Yeah. Or get yourself like a, a mobile subscription to the Sky Sports or BT or whatever and just watch it on the on your phone. No, what? No, that is not the Pete. That is not the answer to good parenting. Watching hide something it on behind your phone. a big lump of meat. <laughs> watching something on your phone while you pretend to listen to your daughter finally having a chance to pour her heart out because you haven't spoken to her in thirty years. It sounds very much like I would be an excellent dad. <laughs> yes, yes. It to the does. reservoir. <laughs> Uh, also, guys, this is a bit of a. Um, I'm a bit sad that Brussels not here because Raymond Dominic has been up to some hilarious hijinks. He says he uh, he was one of those who saved Nantes, uh, the, the football club, rather than the specific place. In an interview with France Info yesterday, I don't know if you remember his glorious reign at Nantes, guys. You may have missed yeah. it because it lasted eight games and he was sacked after 46 days. But he said he calmed the climate of uncertainty. Well, I mean, 
he made them certain they were shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I it's, it's like that... when I it's like when I turn up at a house party, I unify the room, everyone hating me. So like in many ways, I kind of agree with him. Like if if the whole club can like unify behind, like you know, attacking one person, Roman Dominic. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. actually a really good point. Having a full he, guy. Yeah. yeah. He sort of gets to the denial stage of grief and then just stays there, doesn't he? <laughs> he does, yeah. Correct. Maybe he's just sacrificing himself, in a sense. Yeah, love it. Yeah. But uh, let's make it very clear that uh, him describing his time at the club as a beautiful experience, it was not a beautiful experience for him or the club. It was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I suppose the other... I mean, you could argue that, that being a manager for only under 50 days is a sort of uncertain thing, isn't it? You know? Like, what's happening next? I don't, I, don't, I don't feel as though he's taking his pronouncements very seriously here. I would, no. The first thing I would do at a club is sort of bring in some very heavy, uh, unique machinery that only I could run. You know, like when Sam Allardyce was obsessed with at Bol- uh, Bolton um, with um, those uh, those big cryogenic chambers or whatever. Um, I think no, what, just bring really? in something. No. Do you mean that? Bring, Isn't cryogenic think, where you get, like, where you go after you die and then, and well, then like you a, like to be regenerated? Like a, yeah, cr- like a cryostasis, like 30-second chamber where you go really right. cold really right. quickly. It's, it's not like, um, you know, the head of Walt Disney in a, in a box kind of situation. It's, you just get frozen a little bit and it <laughs> yeah. helps yeah. you uh, recover. But just bring in a bit of machinery that only you can run. And then, uh, I mean, it's what I did with, uh, with, with the football ramble, to be quite frank. The microphones. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows what's going on. It's the only reason why I'm still here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what? Because you know how to work the switches. Yes. Built the studio. Yes. The Wizard yeah. of Oz. Yeah, and we and we praise you for it, you technical mm. wizard behind the curtain. Cheers, get, mate. Get out from behind the curtain, Pete. It's a bit weird. Uh, all right. Oh, I've got something else to say before we go to a break, which we're going to do. Uh, if you want more European football chat, head over to Football Ramble Presents on the continent. Is back for the new season. Dot and Andy trying to bring in Raymond Dominic at every available opportunity. And Lars also tried to unpack the Barcelona situation yesterday. They discussed a whole lot more. Get over there, find out what Raymond's been up to. I don't actually know if they talked about Raymond. So that could be a false plug. Cool <laughs> advertising standards. Uh, all right, time for a break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Ramble. Join me, Jaguar, the host of BBC Introducing Dance on Radio 1 for my brand new podcast, Utopia Talks. It's a reactive platform to discuss issues that my generation care about in dance music culture and the wider world. I'll be talking to some of the biggest names in dance music, including people like Heidi. The lineups do not need to be 99% male-driven. Mm. There's all these interesting new producers and women that are coming through, you know, all sorts. Yeah. It's like women are speaking out now. And the sensational Bless Madonna. I feel like literally my entire life has led up to this. This is the first event we've had like this, not just in the UK, but really in the Western Hemisphere. And to be able to be here with all of these people who are so happy is just absolutely the biggest, highest joy of my life. As well as having the meaty conversations I often have with friends that I'd love you to join in with. There's so much new energy coming out of the pandemic and there's so many like new nights and festivals yeah, yeah. and everyone's really pushing for this new structure where people genuinely don't feel anxious mm -hmm. about coming to a club night because of the way they look or the way they dress. It's more about everyone in. To me, Utopia is a perfect moment. It's togetherness, it's the future. I want to live in a more inclusive, equal world and I hope this podcast will build a community and help create change. Subscribe now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. New episodes dropping every Wednesday. Welcome to Utopia Talks. Utopia Talks is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hi, I'm Jermaine Defoe, and this is the Football Ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's me and Pete and Jim all together in your ears this Friday or Saturday or Sunday. Or actually, you can listen to it any day, it occurs to me. Now it's time for some of these. If you got a new nickname for Pete, or you're a big fan of Vish. If you want Jules to swear at you, or you think Jim's a ditch. If you like Kate's pop culture references, or got a Sven story for Speller. If you disagree with Luke, or think that Andy's far too clever, email show at footballramble.com. Go ahead and email show at footballramble.com. We got an email from Samuel Campbell, possibly a relation to our very own Jimothy. Not one uh, I'm aware of, but who soul. knows? <laughs> Sam Cam. Um, in relation to Marcus talking about the tenants' sixes, I thought I'd let you know that here in Northern Ireland we had our own version, but uh, as usually usually happens in our wee country, things Aww. didn't go to plan. The competition was played at uh, Dundonald Ice Bowl, so basically the pitch was on top of a big ice rink, and one year, inevitably, the ice began to melt. No <laughs> oh, way. God. I don't believe Do that imagine? at all. Surely <laughs> when, if you were playing at an ice rink, you just... You just... Are we being scammed here? Is it scam I don't know. Campbell I mean, that's been writing? I mean, it. it's not really um it's not really that exciting a story that a bit of ice sort of melted. I yeah, mean, but... you've got to look what like who is this for? Who is this confection, this invention for? Yeah. Well Very maybe it's trying to draw lie. attention to like the plight of the ice caps. Perhaps it's a meta maybe. it's a it's a subliminal message thing. Because surely <laughs> if you're hosting something in an ice rink, you just de ice it. You just get rid of the ice. Well I think no? you you put if you if you get rid of the ice in an ice rink, don't you no longer have an ice rink? Well, I think you just put things flat. on top of it. Well, I imagine it's flat somewhere. Where does it? It goes down layers, right? If any <laughs> any expertise in ice rink among our listeners? Uh, I Where would does love it to end? Be made aware. Could I go? Of. Could I fish for fish? Can I make a little ice hole and uh, like a little ball hole? <laughs> yeah. and, and get do some deep sea glacial fishing, please. Yeah, any polar bears, penguins, yeah. any of the above, do yeah. right in. Any of that. Could you make but, an ice goal? 
Like the actual goals <laughs> for hockey just be made Lovely. of ice itself. And it oh, shatters with it. Yeah. <gasps> Smashing. Because those pucks move pretty fast, don't they? Mm, That'd they be really cool. So you dig it, Jim, in that concept, are you digging, are you making it go as a, like a hole or are you digging the whole thing out? Almost and... making like a half igloo. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that would work. Presumably the igloo needs to be mostly shut to, to work. But that, mm. that's that's what I'm thinking as an as a as an amateur ice architect. <laughs> that's my plan. Uh, old Edward Scissorhands over here. Yeah, have we, if we, have we got many Inuit listeners? Do you happen to know? Who knows? <laughs> if we do, can you get in touch? Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at football ramble. You've got plenty of time because I think at this time of year. It'll be sunny all day all, and all night, right? In that part of the world. No idea. Not much Inuit expertise on the show, so we definitely <laughs> Absolutely do. not. Absolutely none, really. <laughs> you need, we need you, Inuits, right in. Uh, now, exciting bit of... Uh, no, hang on. I mean, I was about to say, exciting bit of pre-season action, which, which no one was going no to fall for. Uh, but exciting in the context of... Of Virgil van Dijk returned. So Liverpool played last night. They actually lost mm. to Hertha Berlin 4 3. Mm. Uh, but it saw the return to the ring, little, or rink, a little ice hockey reference there, uh, of Virgil van Dijk and also Joe Gomez. So van Dijk, mm. as we'll all remember, after has had now nine months out, came on in. Uh, him and Gomez came on together, subbed in for the last 20 minutes in that 4 3 defeat to Hertha Berlin. I mean, he looked a tiny bit rusty from what I've seen, Jim, but... Well, yeah. <laughs> understandably. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you, after nine months out? I mean, it's, it'd be, <laughs> I mean after, it's not just recovering from the injury, is it? It's getting your fitness back together after that sort of thing. Like, to get... If you're an elite-level sports person, to get back to that level must be so, so hard. And I think it's something that's probably kind of overlooked quite a lot. So um, it's probably going to take the pair of them a little while to get back up to speed. But what a boost that is for Liverpool to be without both of them for so much of last season clearly had a big, big effect. And I mean, they, the makeshift defense they have to put together, we will look back on that years later and just be kind of amazed by how they managed to, 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 you know, still end the season strongly. I think it was a hell of an achievement, but yeah, it makes them a completely different prospect. If they can get back to anywhere near the level they were, then this, this makes Liverpool quite a sort of daunting thing. Yeah, because you, also, you, in, oh, sorry, Pete. I was just going to say, also in that time, they beat together. They beat together. They created a defense that became from being makeshift to being pretty stable, right? Ozan mm. Kabak and Nat Phillips, and so had the opportunity of ultimately bringing through these younger players, which is something that is a, potentially a massive advantage in the future, even with uh, VVD back. Absolutely. I think with uh, I think you would really worry. I know how old's um, Van Dyke, twenty nine, thirty, something like that. If he if he was if he had a nine month break like this, you know, seven years earlier, like how much football you'd be missing and how much kind of learning you'd miss. It, like, this is probably the best time in his career to sort of do it because he'll still have he could have another ten years after after this, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I, I'd be fearing for him if he was a twenty two, twenty three year old player um, missing that amount of football or that that tender edge but you hope that his kind of muscle memory will kick in again sooner rather than later but the Liverpool fans will have to be patient have to be patient right yeah I don't think you're yeah. preaching to the choir with that I've had someone <laughs> inform me on Twitter this morning that people are already saying that Van Dijk is a washed player um, and that <laughs> X player is clear um, so yeah what do we know no we know optimism apparently turns out though ultimately Liverpool that only conceded 42 goals in the end because obviously they conceded most of them at the start of the season, right? And then it was mm. actually the fourth lowest of the division. So A lot of them against Villa. Like a lot, genuinely <laughs> oh a lot seven. of them against Villa. Yeah, yeah what Good is that? Percentage. That's a sixth, isn't it? <laughs> that's, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and that was with Van Dijk and Gomez, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's so nice. Yeah, Maybe they are washed. Up. He's a washed player. The other thing Washing. is, I don't, know, I don't know what impact you guys think this will have, but obviously they... We could say it would be a positive one, but clearly Joe Gomez and VVD would have featured pretty heavily for their national sides in the Euros, Pete, if, mm. if they'd been available to play. Um, so I don't know. Are you saying they're going to be fresh? Are you saying they're going to be fresh after that? Wasn't my take, but <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my take, but I was just, I don't know. I actually was wondering more like psychologically or you could have, I, I mean, I'm just, this is cod, right? But <laughs> you could just imagine watching 
that other people experience that and 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 feeling bitter. <laughs> what that they've had all that time off and they've had, you know they've learnt new skills. No, they've just been they, chilling out. Well, in one case, your team got to the stuff. final. <laughs> oh right, okay, I see. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, wanting to prove themselves. Yeah, they'd be fired up. Of course, you've missed out on a lot of amazing experiences. Yeah. Okay. I feel like we're not really biting this, but that's that was just my. <laughs> I'll return to my little, you know, therapy books that I've been reading during the, uh, what are they calling it? The Mental Health Olympics. Sure. It's been pretty incredible. Have you been catching much of the Olympics, by the way? The women are playing right now. We're missing it. We can't bring you a result. <laughs> What's yeah. the current score? Oh, I don't know. I'll dig it out. It's, oh, yeah, uh, you don't G- have to. I'm just, I mean, you brought it up. You said they're playing now. I thought, and you looked off camera. So I was like, well, she's probably got it on a second screen somewhere. I was just checking to see how far in they were. Based right. On, based on what the recording time is, I think it's currently <laughs> nil nil. Oh wow! Yeah, Breaking see. news on a podcast, guys. We we really, Godless. <laughs> we really we've really upgraded ourselves here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so exciting stuff, uh, and and almost as exciting some of all this. Um, oh, uh, last thing to say also, Emma Canate as well, uh, playing for Liverpool, recently signed from Leipzig, breathing down all of the necks of that back line. That she looks like. Um, maybe going forward, they're going to have to focus their attentions. Um, Carabao Cup kicks off tomorrow, everybody. Don't worry. There isn't just Olympics to feast your eyes on. Don't shake your head, Jim Campbell. I can see I didn't you. Even now I'd done that. He was dancing. He was so yeah. excited. It's my chair. I'm moving on my chair. I am dancing. You're right. Thanks, Pete. Having my back. <laughs> dancing with joy at the thought of the Carabao Cup. Uh, yeah. What would you think was the most apt season opener for, for the Carabao Cup? I mean, obviously, obviously, Bournemouth versus MK Dons, because yeah, that's what it is. That yeah, is do, you the think one, they, yeah. do you think they pitched it like that? They were like, we've got to make this happen. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's the showpiece <laughs> of the season, really. What's that little car with a ball on it doing? Come on. Yeah. Apparently, it it's, on. In the, it's in the rugby sevens. I haven't seen it, but apparently it? on oh, the really? subject of the Olympics, someone says there's a car with a ball on it in the, in the rugby. Are we going to be yeah. seeing this more in every sort of two-bit competition? Not the rugby, I mean the Carabao Cup. <laughs> I think even the Carabao Cup would appreciate that it's not the premier football competition in Europe. Oh, dear. I think that's very disrespectful to extremely strong is, energy yeah, I'm drinks. I'm so sorry. It's, and also, hey, look, a bit the the new the nice news, I guess, is that it, or TBC, depending on what we saw at Wembley, uh, the Euros final, but it's going to be the first competitive club game, okay, in front of a full crowd in England since March 2020. I mean, that no, is that something, is something to, celebrate, to celebrate, isn't it? Yes. I mean, yeah, celebrate it's... responsibly, people. Is of what course, I'd say. But, you know, like obviously, Wem- Wembley was a, an abhorrent uh, cauldron of chaos uh, in parts for the for the final. But just gradually over the Euro, seeing seeing more fans in stadiums and seeing the fans in the stadiums in in Hungary as well, you you realise what you've been missing in a way that's kind of impossible to appreciate until it comes back. So mm. I think it's going to be quite emotional. The season starting off with with you know with. With more fans, I'm I'm willing to be proved wrong, but I don't think there's going to be ten thousand uh, fans without tickets trying to break down the doors to get to see Bournemouth versus MK Dons. No, probably <laughs> Yet not. more respect, disrespect <laughs> for the mighty Dons as they're known. <laughs> Brassel, when you're listening, uh, on the on Google, it's listed as a qualifier for the Europa Conference League, which is something I think Jim we can all get behind. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, are you excited to see this new new competition? Genuinely, <laughs> like but I, I've read a lot of stuff around team teams from sort of you know less glamorous leagues and from yes. smaller countries where they are genuinely really really thrilled about it, and it's easy to yeah. kind of to laugh at Spurs for being in it or laugh at whoever ends up in it every season from the Premier League, which will happen, and there'll be memes and it'll be really tedious. But it, um, having had a bit more of a look at it, it does look like a really, really positive thing for most of those teams involved. So good for them. All right, then. And if, and if we can sort of find, if there's easy ways to sort of watch it, if they streamed it on YouTube or if they streamed it on, on Twitter or Facebook or something, that would be a really, um, a really decent start, I think. If it, you know, Just make it easy for people to watch and people will get into it. Yeah. Um, it just, give people it, access to it. It raises the standard, right? If those teams yeah. can all be into European competition and that can only be good for everyone. Yeah, and Leonard Slutsky is keen on it, as we know. Oh, yes, he's yeah. a dance on, uh, on Twitter. Was he singing or was he dancing or something? He was having a lovely time. I, thought it I was... hope he goes very deep in the competition. It... Yeah, me too. That's the sort of thing you want to have in order to build up a good <laughs> uh, Speaking of things that are going to be free to watch on YouTube, Women's Champions League action. 
So get you. Oh, there you go. Lovely. Nice. Get you. Make it easy for people to become fans if you give them access to it free. Mm. And then, you know, hike up the price in, in three years' time. That's how <laughs> capitalism works. And drug dealing. <laughs> uh, have you seen this about Chillingham, speaking about luring, luring fans back to games? Yes. Mm. Two quid pints. Ooh, two quid pints, people. Let's get down there to support the mighty... No. Uh, it's gone off. I didn't know this, that you're allowed yeah. to just sell gone off stuff for two... Apparently so. They're <laughs> selling out-of-date pints for two pounds and, like, nothing fells a middle-aged man like the oh. fabled bad pint. Yeah. So, like, yeah. this is dangerous stuff, surely. <laughs> I, th- I think is, it is. Does it keep Was it, like, individual cans? Was it individual cans? Because like, if it was in a can, I, I wouldn't mind it, but out of the barrel, you don't want yeah. all the pints where oh. the lines haven't been cleaned and stuff. I mean, yeah. beer... Beer lasts for ages, doesn't it? Yeah. Which yeah. makes you think, think, like, if it's out of date, how old is it? Is it, like, from well, the 70s? It like, um, like... I think Weatherspoons has... Their business model is is predicated based on um, getting booze uh, approaching its sell-by date. Because they've got so much capacity, because they can, they've got the infrastructure to sell pints really quickly, they can have knock-down um, kind of raw materials. So they, so they get their, their, their drinks a little cheaper because they go, look... You're not going to be able to sell this in a month's time, but I can because I've got a million uh, pubs. Yeah. <laughs> a friend of mine yeah. describes Tim Martin, the um, Weatherspoons CEO guy, as a Brexit yeti. And I think that's the most apt <laughs> description of the man I've seen. Lovely. I'm, I'm just looking at the pictures. There's some pictures from from this Gillingham bit of entrepreneurial activity. And it actually what it actually says is out-of-date alcohol. Two pounds. Right. So I don't actually know if these are pints. And what I can see in the background of this picture is uh, someone opening a bottle. So it could right. be... Oh, so it could just be bottles then. You might be all right, to be fair. Looks yeah, like I mean, a look, Foster's, we're maybe. Not, we're not telling anyone to drink off pints. That's no. not in this. Also, I also sell I also by think date be... and use by date are different, right? Yeah, yeah true, I, true. It's organic matter, isn't it? It'll be fine. I, I've got a mate who's <laughs> trying to matter. create. It's trying to create a different, you know, long, long brewing, fermenting. Is that what beer does? Brewing beer, mm. and they stick it in huge vats and they leave it for ages, and it's supposed to make uh, the beer taste more flavoursome. So it's possible that, like, you know, vintage wine is that the term? Uh, it'll be absolutely delicious and way more than it would have been. Shout out to that the is... over blendery as well there, just uh, just in case you're listening. That is how they should <laughs> should have marketed that. Vintage beer. <laughs> Vintage Two pounds. beer. The beer your daddy drank, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could have marked it up. They could have bloody marked it up. Right, people. Do you know what's happening now? Are you excited? I'm nervous. It's Friday. There's no Luke Moore. And... There's a game. It's one of those games that's quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it. It's called The Mason Link. No, it's not. It's just it's called uh, Kate's Game, I guess. Or Mason's Game. <laughs> what do you reckon it's sounds like, better? It's, it doesn't matter about the branding. It's still no, that it's still gooey, chocolatey goodness that is the game. The game. <laughs> it's called The Game. All right, then. <laughs> After your favourite book, Kate. <laughs> After Good. your favourite wrestler. Link. That's, uh, yeah, there'll be no negging in this next phase of the football <laughs> on Friday. I severely doubt that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, look, so we need to start with a, I mean, there's going to be a small twist, guys, because obviously we want to we wanna really challenge the two of you. And, and sometimes I feel like Luke's game is a bit easy for such fine footballing minds as, <laughs> as, as you are. So we're going to start with this incredibly historical figure within the game. He's a he's a great man. He's played for twelve clubs. His his career, guys. You're going to have to pay quite focused attention to this in order to to make sure that you really grapple with what kind of clubs he's likely to be playing for. If you don't know them off by heart already, yeah, his career ran from '96 to '09. Yes, that is 1896 to 1909. He is Herbert Chapman. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Herbert Chapman. <laughs> Who he played for. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's quite a few clubs there. Oh, we could have a God. stab around. I, I think yeah. my, 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 if, if I'm allowed to give tips, my, my strategy would be 
to just pick some clubs that you think would have been around then. He spent yeah. half of his time playing as an amateur. So professional football in this in England started in 1888 for any Football Ramble wow. fans who are planning to write in and say it's not professional clubs. He did play as an amateur for some of the time he was playing, but to make it easier for you guys, you can have his amateur or the places he played for amateur or professional. Right. Can I, can I Google this one? No, you fucking can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just guess some old clubs, mate. So It'll am be... I going for, is it me going? Is that, am You're I going, going first? first. All right. And he played for 12 clubs. 12, just the 12. I mean, there's quite 12. a lot of range there, isn't there? I'm going to go for three. Lovely. Pete? I'm going to go for four. Sod it. I'm throwing caution to the wind. Great. <laughs> I love it. Good. <laughs> Jim, are you going to come back in with the big five? What do you think? No, I'm I think, not. I think a three was pretty pretty much the side of a wise guy. Uh, <laughs> come on then, Pete Donaldson. Arsenal. <laughs> Woolwich Arsenal. Oh, they ran off. I'm really sorry. I actually had assumed that he did play for Arsenal. But ah, nuts. <laughs> in fact. All right, the Highgate Wobblers. I don't know who fucking existed back then. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being good sports, everybody. Um, I'm afraid the answer is not Arsenal. He did play. So... Yeah, do you want to hear them? Yes, please. He did play for Tottenham. Uh, yeah. So, in order, just for the purists, Kiverton Park, Ashton North End, Daly Bridge Rovers, Rochdale, Grimsby Town. These are the ones I thought maybe we could have a stab at. Yeah, Swindon, Grimsby's always Swindon one of Town, uh, Sheffield United, and that Worksop Town, Northampton Town, Sheffield United is the one I thought maybe you guys. He had a right. couple of appearances, but he, uh, you know, Sheffield United is like really old club. Um, Notts County, Northampton Town on loan again. Uh, Tottenham and back to Northampton Town. I don't know if I've done my maths right there, but anyway, several clubs. None of which we got. Who gets a point yeah. for that? <laughs> I do. Out- yeah, outrageously. Gets a point. Outrageous works. beginnings of the game. <laughs> I <laughs> think we're treating this game with the respect it deserves, Jim. What do you think? All right. Well, uh, since you've you've been so generous in enjoying that bit of uh, footballing folklore, your next player is... And who's this for? Oh, Pete gets the bid next, all right? Um, Okie dokie. Your next player is Zed and Shakiri. Oh, five clubs for him. One, two, I'm going to go three. I like it. Firm and fruity. Go, what about you? I'm going to go four. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to go five. five. Name them. Name them, Jim. I will do. Mm. So three? Stoke City. Correct. Liverpool. Correct. Bayern Munich. Correct. And Inter. Stop it! He has hey. absolutely nailed it. Ooh. Did he go? Did he? Was he at PSV at any point? Why have I got that in my head? No, the only one. So, Jim, no, you just did four, no. didn't you? Four or five. I the did, only one yes. you missed was Basel. Basel. I would have gone uh, for Ghent, I think, shit. and I would have been wrong, so I didn't. <laughs> no, that's. I think four is a very elegant score. Mm. Well done, mate. Thanks for the power what, cube, well done, Jim. And what for the what? The power cube. That's what he's known as, isn't it? Oh, for the power cube. I thought that was what I was providing to you. I was giving you a little power cube, Jim, in celebration of your success. Uh, all right, then. Ooh, stressful. What that means is we're now, Jim is now 2 nil up, I think. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I can't really claw it back. This is all just for guts and glory, isn't it, really? I don't yeah. know. I think Depends what curveball's coming next, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We're keeping things straightforward here, trying to, try, trying to keep you all in the game. Uh, Jim, your bid, please, for the four clubs of Toby Alderweireld. Ooh. He's been in the in the news a fair bit this week. You I saw what? the most tragic tweet about the game he's going to be starting in the Qatar Stars <laughs> League. I, can, I think they're going up against Alcor next Sunday. I'm only confident about two, so I'm going to say two. All right, two. Given that I've got my cushion. Ooh. Come on, PT. Um, now, I, I think I could go for th- three. Yes. I think, yeah, I think I'll go for three. Yes, come on. <coughs> come on then, Pete um, Donaldson. All right, all right. Um, Ajax. Tick. Spurs. Tick, tick. 
Southampton. Bloody get in. Yeah, Damn he's right. nailed it. He's absolutely nailed it. It's a lone move. Uh, 26 appearances and a single goal. Good job, Toby. And yes. good job, Pete Donaldson. 2-1. <laughs> All right. Every, it's a three cup matches, as we know. From <laughs> our support finals. of Phil Neville, free cup finals exactly. There's the silverware on the line with this next one. It is a man who people might remember as having appeared in an imperial leather commercial. If you haven't, look it up. Paolo Di Canio, ten clubs. <laughs> ten clubs. <laughs> oh, it's me. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I'll do three. I reckon. Well, good job. Three. Good job, man. Just trying to give you a bit of a boost. I'm going to go four. Good man. How about five, Name PT? Name him, Jim. Name him. No one Name him. So it's West Ham United. Yep. Tick. Sheffield Wednesday. Go kids. Charlton Athletic. Yep. And Lazio. Jim Campbell wins. Flawless victory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well needs, done, Jim. Who needs a bloody... Jingle when you've got one of us just <laughs> contributing to that. Well done, Jim. 3 1 final score. The last guy. Uh, who have we got? The last guy. I've lost it. <laughs> I've lost it. John Joe Shelby was the last one. Five clubs. And I'm not going to let you try and pick them because, interestingly, my laptop is about to die. <laughs> yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> and I can't plug it in because it's plugged into the internet. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, play along yourselves at home and then look up the answers. Uh, five glasses of John Joe Shelby. Good job, guys. So nice to see your little faces. I hope you're all doing okay, i.e. Jim and Pete and everybody at home. Thanks for listening to the Football Ramble, everybody. Say goodbye, Jim. Bye. Say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye. We'll catch you next time. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.